You're listening to the Thriving Mom Podcast. I'm life and nutrition coach Ume Uguta, and I'm here to help you create the motherhood of your dreams without sacrificing your health and well-being. On this podcast, we dive into mindset, strategy, and skills that will help you stop surviving and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, mama? Let's journey together. Well, hello, Thriving Moms. Welcome to another podcast episode. How you feeling? I am so excited because it's October. I don't know. I just love the fall. If you haven't heard me say this before, I love the fall. I love the trees. I love just all the beautiful colors that show up. My kids, however, keep saying how shocked they are that it's not snowing yet in Yellowknife. And I wonder because they're the same people who will complain about how much they hate the snow and winter and they want it to be sunny and summer. Irony of life, my friends. Irony of life. So whether it's cold where you are or it's still hot and sunny, I know that October generally is a busy season for moms because it's the beginning of a train of holidays and parties and doings and entertainment. And I think that so many moms lose our bearings, if we want to be frank, or many just hang on waiting for a new reset in the new year. So today I want to offer a quick solution for all my people-pleasing friends, because I know the holiday people-pleaser in you is about to come out. (laughs) And if you're wondering what I mean when I say holiday edition people-pleaser, don't worry, I got you. Here's how you'll know that you're one, or you've got one in you. Even hearing me talk about the holidays or anything that reminds you that the holiday season is coming causes you to feel stressed out. You know, you get that nut in your belly or a pit in your belly. Your chest starts to pound. You've got shaky legs. Maybe your palms and armpits sweat a little. Yeah, all of that. Those are signs that you're stressed out thinking about the holiday. You're probably already planning to take a break. (laughs) after the holiday season because you know you're not going to find time or you're just going to find it difficult to prioritize yourself and your mental health and well-being. And truthfully, you know what? It's not like you hate the holiday. You just wish that you could do what you want to do instead of what everybody else wants you to do. And I could go on and on, but I'm sure you get the gist. This, my friends, is evidence that you've got the holiday edition people pleaser in you and they're coming out if they're not already here. So I'm going to offer you two solutions today because I really want you to start thinking differently about the holiday season. Again, our thoughts drive how we feel and what we do and the results that we create. So if you've been finding it really challenging over the holiday season, I want you to know that you're not alone. There are millions of us out there. And if you can remember last year, during COVID, some people were done already. But there were so many moms just packing up and being like, I'm out of here. And then they swung to the extreme and now they're regretting it. So I don't want you to do that. I want you to still be in the middle ground, recognizing how challenging this might feel for you, but also having a little bit of power and control over what you can do and how you show up over the holiday season. First of all, admit how you feel. Yes, this for me is a big game changer because so many of us have been taught to brainwash ourselves or hide our real emotions under the rug 
right? We sweep it under the rug and we don't have time to deal with it. We'll deal with it later. But we really don't because we go and eat and we go watch TV and we go sit on the couch and we sulk. And then we wonder why we just feel like crap all the time. It's because you are not doing what your body is wanting to do, which is acknowledging the feelings that you have about the holiday season coming up. So when you take the opportunity to just say, you know what, this is how I'm feeling, it makes you feel less resistant to take the actions that you need to think properly about how you want your holiday to to go and plan for something that feels good to you, even if it's not exactly what you want, but at least you get to listen to yourself. Perhaps you might actually get stuff done that feels good to you. And once you're done that, come and sign up for my brand new workshop. It's titled Less Stressed Holiday. And in this workshop, I'm going to help you drop the stress and overwhelm and help you create a holiday where you feel energized and present. And most of all, you're just going to connect with your family without needing a break when January comes around. So you can check out all the details and sign up at oliveandbliss.ca forward slash holiday. Number two, think selfishly. (laughs) I know when I say that, you probably conjure up this image of Cruella DeVille, but hang on and hear me out. So I looked up the etymology, which is a fancy word for history, for the word selfish. And here's what I found. To be selfish is to care primarily for oneself. Who would have thought? And as with so many things that I'm unlearning, I think that this is a definition that you want to think about when you hear me say, think selfishly. It's not saying, screw everybody else. I don't want to care for other people. They're not my problem. No, rather it's saying, I want to care for myself and bring pleasure to me. Because guess what? As a mom, even as women, We already know how to love and care for other people. We've been socially conditioned to do that. But then we've also been taught that it's selfish to think about ourselves, which is where so many of us struggle because we always experience that push and pull when we really know we want something, but then we worry about how other people might perceive us, how other people might feel. And I want to tell you, this is an area that I coach my clients often. And once they get it, it's like night and day. They start feeling more confident. They start having more boundaries. They start speaking up more and asking for what they want. I remember this one client (laughs) who hadn't slept well for many years. And one of the things that we had coached on was when her daughter is staying up at night, her daughter is a teenager. So when her daughter maybe stays up a little bit longer than she does, She can't sleep. And after I coached her on this, I remember she was like, oh, you won't believe what happened. So that week she had gone to bed, went upstairs and just, you know, told her daughter, good night. When you're ready to go to bed, turn off the lights. And she went to bed and her husband was freaking out instead. Like he kept going downstairs and checking on the child. And he's like, aren't you worried? And she was laughing. So then she told me, she's like, maybe my husband needs to be coached by you because she was so calm not worried. She had just learned to take care of herself. And it's so interesting that her husband then took on that role of worrying. Imagine what would have happened if she had just continued being the warrior, then her husband would just like not bother because guess what? His wife is doing all the emotional labor. 
but no, she put that boundary in place and she was able to start sleeping better. And this is what I mean. When you start thinking selfishly, it's saying, I want to care primarily for myself. And you're right for doing that because guess what? Your parents are not caring for you right now. You're the one who has to parent yourself and also parent your own child. So keep that in mind and please throw away what you think selfish means if it's not serving you. This is your invitation and permission to start thinking selfishly. How do you do this? First thing, just notice what is driving you to do anything throughout your day. Just start paying attention. Pay attention to even when you wake up in the morning, what's your motivation? Is it because of other people's expectations? Is it because of you? Are you excited to face your day? Are you looking forward to living another day? I recently coached a client who was struggling with time management. And I wanted to share this example because I know some of you think this way too. You struggle with time management and she was saying, well, I think I have to wake up at 5.30 There was a book she read that told her she had to wake up at 5.30 and she'll get in time. That didn't work. And then she went to, okay, if I just wake up at 6.30 or 7, then I'll be set. And then she was complaining about how she never has time for herself because she's not a morning person. First of all, you don't have to be a morning person to do anything. If you're a morning person, if your body naturally wakes up in the morning and feels good, great. If it doesn't, Why are you walking around shaming yourself and trying to change who you are? This is a whole tangent that I'm going to come back to on another podcast episode because so many of us are using all these self-development tools against ourselves. And then we even feel more shame and more embarrassment and demotivated. Anyway, so I asked her, I said, why do you get out of bed in the morning? All her responses were focused on other people. None of her responses focused on herself. She said things like her kids will be looking for her. She has to go to work. She doesn't want to disappoint other people. And I totally understood where she was coming from. Because this was me in 2015 before I got misdiagnosed for irritable bowel syndrome. And my hair was falling out and I was barely sleeping because I was trying to not disappoint other people. But... In trying to not disappoint other people, in trying to do everything to make everybody else happy, notice how we disappoint ourselves. Now imagine waking up every day already trying to motivate yourself by the demands and expectations on you. No wonder you don't have time for yourself because you haven't thought about what you want to do or how you want your day to be. Whatever is motivating you is externally focused. It's not that you don't have time for yourself. It's just that you haven't decided that you matter enough to focus on yourself. Your brain will only prioritize what you focus on. So if you want to stop people pleasing, start thinking selfishly. Ask yourself, how do I feel? How do I want to feel? What do I want? How do I want this thing to go? What do I want this thing to look like? Do I like myself? Instead of focusing on do they like me? Or what do they want? Or how do they want me to behave? And I'm going to tell you that this is not easy. I'm someone who has people-pleasing tendencies too. And it's a daily practice. Because guess what? When you start asking yourself these powerful questions, your brain is going to want to say, I don't know. And that's all right. There's nothing wrong. It's just that you haven't worked on this muscle long enough. So get to work on that muscle. 
Come sign up for a consult call with me and let's work together and we'll clean this up in no time. It's not a problem. So again, if your people-pleasing tendencies start getting louder and louder, you want to pause, admit how you feel, and then start acting selfishly. Start thinking selfishly. The whole time remembering that acting and thinking selfishly is saying, I want to care for myself and bring pleasure to me first. And then we can start thinking of other people. Because guess what? When you feel better, you feel more motivated to love, to serve, and to give. And that's what we all want as moms. So have a beautiful week. Remember to care for yourself and keep thriving. Thanks for hanging out with me. If you enjoyed this episode, I want you to take that work deeper and implement one thing that you learned this week. And if you'd like to take this work further, come work with me inside my coaching program. You can go to oliveandbliss.ca to learn all about me and how I can support you.